the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you with us. You can take us with you wherever you go. Nice day for a walk. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. You can stay abreast of the show. Listen to the podcast after the show. Commercial free. 20-minute increments. Aaron Post it. 989TheAnswer.com. You can also download our app. Search 989FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. If you are planning, hey, it's spring break. If you are planning a Disney vacation, stop. Don't go. Okay? Don't. Because Disney has made it very clear. They hate you as a conservative. They want to take your kids away from you. They want the LGBTQ agenda ingrained in your children in schools. They're all about it. They're going to fight against. They've said they're going to do everything they can, everything they can, their words, to overturn the parents' rights in education law that Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, and be still my heart, president of the United States in 2025, uh, signed into law yesterday. Here is DeSantis explaining why this law is needed in Florida that will prevent, make illegal, any kind of instruction in sexual matters, gender matters, in children ages kindergarten, first, second, third Great. Here is the governor. There's even people in Hollywood that are that are opposed, um, you know, to, to to providing protections for parents and enforcing parents' rights. You know, the one thing I'll say about that is, if the people who held up degenerates like Harvey Weinstein up as exemplars and as heroes and as all that, if those are the types of people that are opposing us on parents' rights, I wear that like a badge of honor. This is why DeSantis will make a fantastic president, because he's able to articulate the uh, illogic and evil of the left without rising to language that offends swing voters, suburban moms. That message, that'll resonate with Hispanic voters. That message should resonate with black voters. That that, That message should resonate with all sane people who love their kids and do not want their kids fed alternative lifestyle information, or, or I would submit, if they want their kids exposed to it, would prefer to do it themselves than have a teacher do it. That is an individual parental decision to be made. And this is amazing to me that they have tried because the CRT defense failed miserably, right? Glenn Youngkin's election as Virginia's governor showed how badly the CRT defense failed. The CRT defense was, you don't understand what critical race theory is. 
critical race theory is not being taught in schools. <laughs> and But we should have the, the freedom to teach what we're not teaching. And that makes no sense to anyone. We all knew they were teaching it. We all know they continue to teach it. And so, you only enter into a position that exposes the error of your position when you have no other position to embrace. I mean, if you had a better alternative, you would take it, right? Right? I mean, if you were stranded in the middle of an ocean and you were drowning, uh, you could hope that a lamp would float up to you and you could rub the lamp and a genie would appear and make the sharks go away and whisk you off to safety. That is one avenue you could take. Or you could accept a lifeline thrown to you by a passing ship. Right? I mean, if you have a better alternative, I would say take the lifeline from the ship. But the Democrats have only the illogical position of, well, it's not being taught, and uh, you shouldn't care about it, and uh, don't you dare ban it. That makes no sense on any level. But they are very upset, very upset about Ron DeSantis through the will of the voter, via those elected to the Florida General Assembly, making a law against it. Here is a gay teacher on CNN explaining why he is so against the parents' rights in education bill in Florida. It really hits hard um, in my heart professionally and uh, personally both. Uh, professionally, it, it truly makes me feel like um, I am not trusted as a professional. See that? That is a straw man argument. I am not trusted as a professional. No, you are trusted as a professional to be professional, to teach counting, letters, phonics. There are many fronts on which we trust you, but there are other fronts on which we do not want you to engage because it's not appropriate for kindergartners to be exposed to those concepts. It's not. See, this is a lie. Oh, they don't trust me as a professional. No, we trust you to be professional. So be a professional. Stay in your lane. Um, I know my kindergarten standards through and through, and um, nowhere in our curriculum does it have anything about um, teaching sexual orientation or sexual identity. Okay, then why are you upset that it's banned? Why are you upset that it's banned if it's nowhere in your curriculum? It must come up if it bothers you. You know what? Would you oppose Ron DeSantis making a law against teaching nuclear fusion in Florida kindergartens? Probably not. Probably not because it's not taught, right? But this you object to, even though you say it's not being taught. Um, so for them to, to say that, that, that that's happening, um, that, you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, we should be able to have discussions, and, and that's what we're encouraged to do in kindergarten. And then personally, because, um, you know, my, my kids do have questions. They want to know who the, uh, my partner is in pictures yeah. outside of my classroom, and I should be able to speak to that. Whose kids? Whose kids are they? They're not your kids. They are not your kids. They are the kids of the parents. They are the parents' kids. They are not your kids, teacher. You can care about them. You can shepherd them. You can guide them. You can lead them. You can instruct them. You can encourage them. But they are not yours. They never were yours, and we will never let them be yours. Not because you're gay, because you're a teacher. You're not their father. You're not their mother. They are not your kids. See, they can't 
defend their positions without exposing the error of their position. Listen closely as he continues to talk. Listen closely to this justification that he gives why he should be allowed to talk about these things with his students. I'm also worried for my kids. I have a little girl who has two moms and the kids. Okay, I got to start over because that just infuriated me and I stepped on an important fact. One more time. I'm also worried for my kids. I have a little girl this year who has two moms and the kids are curious about her two moms. They want to know about her two moms. You know, if they come to, if they go to her and ask her about her two moms and she doesn't know what to say, they're going to come to me and ask me. And then, you know, so what do I do? It just, it opens up uh, for parents to really take some legal action against the schools and teachers. And Now, I have a question. I have a question. He says he has a little girl with two moms. And the students go to the little girl with two moms, and they want to know, hey, why do you have two moms? Now, I think that's a perfectly reasonable question because it is most likely unusual that in that classroom, she has two moms, no dad, and the other kids most likely have maybe a dad only, maybe a mom only, but most of them, hopefully, Our culture hasn't slidden completely down the toilet. Most of them hopefully have both a dad and a mom who honor, love, respect each other. Let's hope. Let's let's exist in the Disney world before Disney became woke. But back to his assertion that he has a little girl with two moms. And what does he say about the conversations between the people in the class and the girl with two moms. I'm also worried for my kids. I have a little girl this year who has two moms, and the kids are curious about her two moms. They want to know about her two moms. You know, if they come to, if they go to her and ask her about her two moms, and she doesn't know what to say, they're. One more time. If they go to her and what? You know, if they come to, if they go to her and ask her about her two moms, and she doesn't know what to say, they're. Now, why would that be? Why would that be that a little girl with two moms would not know what to say? She's exposed to the two moms virtually around the clock, is she not? I assume she's not allowed in kindergarten to go out on her own and date, drive to the store and go to the mall and walk around. I would assume she is always in the presence of one, if not both, moms. And yet, by his own admission, she does not know what to say to her classmates when they ask her about, tell me, Sweetheart, why do you have two moms? Now, if she is exposed to it around the clock and does not know how to explain to her classmates that she has two moms, does that not indicate that the kids in that class of that age are not at a point in their life yet where they are capable of understanding why someone has two moms or why someone has two dads? I think that pretty much irrefutably proves the point of Ron DeSantis and the Parents' Rights in Education Act, that kids of that age, it is not appropriate to talk to them about those matters because he's the one who said it. She's got two moms, and she doesn't understand it enough to be able to explain it. So again, the more they talk, the more they expose the circular lunacy of their position. It's not even taught. It's not even in our curriculum. But I should be able to teach it. Because if there's somebody here who's exposed to it, and she can't explain it, well, then they're 
she's the only one who's not capable of understanding it. Obviously, I should be able to explain it to the others. They can lie all they want to. They know it's not appropriate. They know it can do nothing more than confuse the kid. There's a very good response to the children who come to her, and she she answers the question clumsily, awkwardly, shyly, whatever it is. And if they come to the teacher and say, hey, why does Alice have two arms? The only response to that question is, you know what? That's a really good question for you to ask your parents. That's a really good question for you to ask your parents. But, of course, asking the parents, seeding that question to the parents, means that the teacher is surrendering the children to the authority of the parents. And a teacher who refers to them as my kids is not about to do that. So just for kicks, because we're talking about the Florida law, parents' rights and education, that will outlaw telling kids about LGBTQ lifestyles and asking kids, you know, are you sure you're a girl? Are you sure you're a boy? Maybe you ever feel, hey, young man, do you ever play with dolls? Do you ever have fun playing with dolls? Yeah, my sister and I play with dolls sometimes. Well, you might be a girl. You might be a girl. Hey, young lady, uh, I notice you're really good on the playground at soccer. Do you like soccer? Yeah, yeah, I like soccer a lot. What else do you like? Oh, I don't know. I like, uh, I don't know. I like, uh, I like uh, basketball. Really? You think you might be a boy? See, this law would prevent that. Oh, it's terrible. It's nefarious, according to the uh, wokesters in Florida. Uh, I would suggest you move because DeSantis is not going to lose. His reelection bid, he is going to win. He's going to win by a landslide because Ron DeSantis would like parents to be in charge of raising their own kids. I know, unique concept. I bet it would have seemed pretty obvious to Walt Disney back in the day when he founded Disney, but a lot has changed at the Disney Corporation since then. I have three examples. Christopher Rufo has done great work on critical race theory, exposing it, smoking it out, making people understand how dangerous it is. And now he has, through his reputation, cultivated contacts out there who, well, they're probably amid the persecution of being caught in a company that if they came clean as to what they really believed about the company's progressive agenda, they'd be fired. And look, I get it. I'm on a radio station that gives me the freedom to talk about issues of the day in plain, bold terms. I've worked at other radio stations, and I guarantee you I could not say the truth about the topics I talk about here on the show on those stations without losing my job. Not just because the other formats were not news talk formats, but because I can't even get hired at those stations now because, oh, your social media, you said that, Katanji Brown-Jackson was not discriminated against because she's a black woman. No, in fact, she was not discriminated against because she was a black woman. She was discriminated to her benefit because she's a black woman. Because the president said he wanted a black woman justice. And even though she can't corroborate the fact that she is a woman, she got nominated for the job and she's going to get the job because, of course... Susan Collins is going to vote for her. 
Republican senator who has voted for every Democratic presidential Supreme Court nominee throughout her too long tenure in the Senate. So stations won't touch me because I tell you the truth about things like this. And so does Chris Rufo. And that is how Chris Rufo got a hold of video from Zoom calls featuring Disney executives. This is the beautiful thing about the pandemic. I see God's wisdom in the pandemic so much. How would we have gotten awakened to the danger in our schools if classes were not on Zoom where parents could walk into the room and go, what did she say? What did he say? What are they talking about? And corporations now meet routinely on Zoom. And it's not unusual for Zoom calls to be recorded. You can record the Zoom call. And you're not suspicious if you record the Zoom call because, hey, I just wanted to go back and watch it later just so I made sure I didn't miss anything you were saying important about our opposition at Disney to the Parents' Rights and Education Act. And then, oh, what do you know? I meant to email that to my friend, and I emailed it to Chris Rufo. How about that? And it ended up on Chris Rufo's social media for all of America to hear a Disney corporate executive expose how leftist they are. We brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we say dreamers of all ages. We don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. Ah, they're not female. They're presenting as female. They may not want to be called princess. Now listen to this Disney executive. Note closely what she says about her allegiance to the gay agenda. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like I I feel like I felt like it was I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past. But I guess like something must have happened in the last like like they are turning it around. My not at all secret gay agenda. And here is the entertainment president of Walt Disney, Carrie Burke, who she says has one transgender child and one pansexual child. (laughs) She's up for mother of the year. Talking about what her goal is for future Disney movies. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and, and, and yet we don't have enough leads. We don't have enough leads that are LGBTQIA. Because how many... My daughters, they loved Ariel. They loved Elsa in Frozen. We got to hold LGBTQ carriers up as icons to be followed to the letter right down to their sexual identity. And gen- and sexual identity because gender is a phony, made-up concept. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.